Do you know what your partner's up to when you're away and they're all alone? No, what? They're listening to the Screw Podcast, of course. What's that? Mm, sit back, relax, and listen. And you're all casamatics. You're all casamatics. Sneaking in the back door with Teddy Maxine. So your mother wants to know what all the stains on your jeans. And you're all casamatics. Thanks for tuning in to the Screw Podcast with Felicia Rose and Ayla. What up, Ayla? We're doing. I'm okay. Um, <laughs> I'm just gonna start off the show with saying big, big, big trigger warning here for this show today. Um, I want to start off by saying that anybody that has read about the most recent Vince McMahon allegations, um, I apologize that we're going to talk about it briefly but i did want to discuss it here because i felt that we do have a decent amount of wrestling fans on here and it's worth mentioning because it's such a big fucking deal so for those of you that haven't heard um if it's something that Mm -hmm. is going to trigger you i wouldn't go looking for the information it's absolutely fucking heinous basically this uh person that worked for well, essentially this person that was actually living in the same, I think, condo complex as Vince McMahon, um, she lost both of her parents, and she was kind of floundering with, you know, what to do work-wise and things like that, and somebody had introduced her to Vince, who then took her on staff, and it just was completely evil from there everything that this woman alleges is absolutely fucking disgusting um vince essentially raped her gang raped her held her hostage uh sex trafficked her um did you know basically the absolute worst most disgusting things you can do to a non-consenting human being he did to her and it sounds like there's evidence and it looks like there's evidence there's text message evidence and um not that i wouldn't believe her anyways i i always try i don't want to say try i always lean toward believing victims um i do believe in due process but i also believe that it's very very rare that victims especially for somebody so fucking powerful would come forward with false accusations right so well and didn't this motherfucker already have things from like last year yeah, or something he was already like... under investigation he had to like give up his rights as like the wwe owner and he like gave it over to triple h and his daughter stephanie and um you know they said that they couldn't find anything or whatever the the nonsense was but essentially because money is so good at burying exactly shit, and that was the thing is he he has paid this girl or was paying this girl to not say anything and tried to have her isn't this like a isn't he also like a trump friend yes like yeah. this, this fucker exactly. this it, disgusting always, fucking dude it's always shit birds of a feather fucking flock together and <sighs> you know i i i just don't see this as uh anything but honesty at this point it's a 67 page lawsuit and i Oof. just can't admit, i can't fathom 
basically admitting being shit on for what? Oh yeah, that's right. That is what I yeah, thought. Yeah, like it was like, like def- I, defecation. There's and so like... many. I you know, for every one of these, there's so many doubters. And you know, listen, I I'm not going to sit here and say that there haven't been false accusations against powerful men. That is a thing, but it's more often than not that it's swept under the rug and actually. It is real, and it's just that it goes away with money and power and silence. And so, not that that was up for debate. I don't, I don't believe in debating somebody's truth, but I do think that, you know, we should all stand, it, you know, in solidarity with this woman right now. That was a huge, huge, huge yeah. thing to do. Absolutely. And, and who goes out there and says, "Oh yeah, this dude shit on me"? Yeah, exactly. Like as a matter exactly. of like exciting, exactly. like attention grabbing get the fuck out of here yeah exactly that's you know that's those are my thoughts and i just um i'm i'm pretty disgusted with seeing people online and saying well what you don't believe in you know bringing this to court and it's just like fuck off man like I mean, we I can just, bring it to court, of course, and and she deserves her day in court over right. it. Right, and the thing is, is it's not it's not going to criminal court anyways. It's going to civil court, and he and you know there's a different, you know, level of of having to find the truth in it, and there's a different level of like it's just it's a completely different ballgame, mm-hmm. right? It's not like she is getting him prosecuted for rape. She is suing him for the trauma that she's endured after years of this Mm. nonsense and i just i my heart goes out to this girl um i i can't even fucking fathom the amount of pain she has been through she is going through and she will continue to go through with the the you know invention of the internet unfortunately but you know most of us that are on the proper side of history are standing with her and believe her and uh you know, if you if you or someone you know has been a victim of sexual abuse, sexual assault, sex trafficking, we will put the information below for the hotline. Um, and, you know, our hearts are with you. And as a survivor myself, I just want to say that it takes so much courage to do what she did or to even just speak your truth. You know, not even going forward with a court case is that alone is so courageous and you know my heart is with her and and anybody else that's affected by yeah these awful awful fucking things that especially men of power partake in it's just disgusting yeah and you know wwe has a sordid history with with handling rape the you know there was ashley massaro who was a wrestler who ended up taking her own life and she cited uh, being fucking raped, like drugged and raped in Kuwait while she was over there for a WWE appearance for like a military thing. And basically Vince just told her like, you don't want to ruin our reputation, do you? And made her fucking keep quiet about it. You know, there's just so much of this stuff that goes on. And especially in powerful companies that are, you know, male dominated and it's, it's disgusting first of all and it you know i hope that this starts to change the landscape and we start to move toward safer places in general for Mm -hmm. everybody to work men women non-binary queer straight it doesn't fucking matter everybody should feel safe in their fucking workplace 
And these people are already, you know, WWE employees are already, especially the wrestlers, obviously, are putting their bodies on the line to begin with. And it's just, it's absolutely fucking vile well, this, that we're even having And this, this is on the back so. of, like, Netflix's huge WWE yeah, no deal. Um, what, is what else happened this week? Oh, yeah, Ger- Gerard Depardieu, um, the case against him was thrown out due to statute of limitations, which kind of sucks when those things happen. But, like, you know, this is still, and we've been saying this for years now, this is still in, like, an ever-increasing avalanche. Fuck entertainment. What about, like, corporate America? Like, the Me Too moments of, like you know the world are yet to come so like keep your fucking i'm sick of hearing about the shit bullshit to yourself because there's you know fucking between p diddy and all the shit that's like happened lately like that's just like a probably a small slice of the entertainment world what about the non-entertainment world (laughs) you know well and that's exactly what i'm thinking i'm just like this is this is just one person that decided to come forward under this huge company that this could have been going on with tons of people forever just this one little company never mind all of the people that go to work every day and deal with this sort of stuff all of the people that you know just living with this as their normal this is not this cannot rape and sex trafficking and abuse cannot be the normal anymore. We need yeah. to lock up monsters. We need to get people help so that they don't become monsters or they keep their monstrous ways at bay, if at all possible, right? Like, there is there is proof that there's no rehab for pedophiles, for example, and things like that. So it's just there's so... There's just so much out there that we have to be scared of and worried about while just living our fucking day-to-day, man. It's just fucking disgusting. Well, you know, starting a culture of consent that starts from a young age would be nice. I mean, not yeah. that we like, like have to keep beating this fucking drum, but we have to keep beating this drum. Okay. So, I, not ironically, it's a terrible fucking word, terrible transition word. So yesterday... Um, here on campus at the University of New Mexico, Albuquerque, um, we got a police alert, and this has been like a, um, I forget what the name of the act is, but like there's like some federal law that requires all these kind of reporting program protocols, and I think this happened after, was it the Virginia Tech shooting? One of those major horrible things that happened, and so, you know, this school has been under constant scrutiny over you know this this kind of like reporting mechanism that they use that it's many times not done correctly or timely or include any kind of the information it's supposed to um so lately they've been like really on it i have to say after they were called out so unfortunately yesterday we got an alert that a young man was raped by another man in the men's restroom Jesus here on campus Christ. oh so like God. You know, and and you don't see this that often, um, you know, in terms of, like, you know, even just those, like, two things put together, like, man raped by another man, like, you know, um, and, you know, it, it caused all sorts of, like, 
you know, conversation, obviously. And like, you know, we've talked to, I've talked about this many times before, like problems in queer culture and queer and I'm I'm gonna say this, like <laughs> probably get a call from the university. College restrooms are kind of historically and infamously cruising grounds, either for college students, what they call it under the stall action. If you go on the internet, you're gonna see tons of like porn related to this concept and this mm-hmm. idea. And uh, you know, the various foot tapping and like nonverbal signals that happen with like hookups happening in public restrooms you know so this building that it happened in is like notoriously all over the apps like you will see people like post like you know cruising at Dwayne Smith or whatever the fuck it's called is it Dwayne Smith Dwayne it's Dwayne something hall which is like a big older like legacy building here on campus with like three floors and like it hasn't been remodeled since like the 80s and it has like three floors of restrooms that are have a reputation of being like cruisy or whatever and so you know you see this and like you know and I've for years been like this is some like like I don't want like risky I guess is the word because you can get in all sorts of trouble for like public sex stuff in general um you know in some states you've got to be careful they require you to register like yourself as a sex offender if you get caught like with your weighing out in any kind of public spot but it's a restroom right and like you know and and queer men have a complicated relationship with restrooms. I don't know how else to fucking uh-huh. say it. Like, and I and I don't. I'm not like trying. I'm not laughing because I'm belittling this. I'm laughing at myself because I realize like how much we don't talk about these right. things. That they're like unspoken, like things we know about the community that nobody fucking talks about on any real fucking level. And so I'm not surprised that this scenario happened, you know, and, you know, obviously I don't have a lot of details. I'm going after it. But again, to see that somebody reported this happening, you know, it's a huge like thing for a dude to like report it even in this day and age to begin with. And it does make me wonder about, again, what what levels of consent were misunderstood or didn't happen or like what maybe something did start to happen and then somebody didn't want to do it anymore and the other person didn't agree to stop these are all I don't want to say like because I I, I call out some old school queer dudes for this once like talking about these kind of scenarios as a rite of passage right and like it shouldn't not like rapey situations should not be a rite of passage yeah, for like, anyone. Admit your fucking fetish or your paraphilia without admitting it, bro. You know, like come on, you, you can right. absolutely act out your rape fantasy without actually hurting fucking anybody. It's consensual well, non-consent it, for a fucking reason, you know. And you had sent me this thing um, earlier in the week, I think. Um, about um, from another podcast I'm not going to know all the name details but like if you feel free to bring it up like but they were discussing um, kind of like laws of engagement for orgies yeah. right yeah. 
and like uh one of the guests on the show like the question came up like you know do you go through with it even if you're not interested and i think the person said yeah you know yes like kind of matter of factly and i think that was honest because i do think that that happens a lot whether it be in bathhouses and in 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 cruising grounds right, and restrooms and like hookups, how at orgies sometimes consent, especially in these queer spaces, consent is often just done with eyes. And the mm-hmm. the person asking the question said, "So have you ever accidentally given consent with your eyes?" And the person said, right. "Yeah, right, 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 right." And then they said, "Well, what did you do?" did you revoke that consent and he was like no i went through with it because i I fucked up right god forbid you have an itch in your crotch at any cruising site in this country that will be taken as like time to descend on you with full vulture like intentions um because like it's not just eye contact it's all these subtle gestures that like the coding of like years of yes closetedness and and whatever have like um, like made happen I guess like you know coming up you know and certainly there is something fascinating about all the adaptations queer men have done to like you know cruise and consent in like quiet spaces or spaces of which like we don't feel comfortable with the language of consent Um, that's gotta change like fucking yesterday because A, we are not overwhelmingly in that position in queer culture anymore. And B, I have nothing wrong with cruising in the modern days. Many will say, I don't know why anybody does that anymore. We have Grindr, we have apps, we have bars, we have whatever. But it's okay for it to still be like a sexual thrill for you. It's not okay that we're still employing the same rules of engagement that we did in the 70s, 80s, Absolutely. 90s. You know, we 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 have to come up with like and and you know and 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 who is the we, right? <laughs> like all those wonderful queer organizations that get millions of dollars are not picking up this cross to bear and educate anybody on. Hence, again, like my issues with like who bears the cross of queer public health, because it's not just a matter of not getting fag bash and getting married and getting HIV care. These are the like subtle things that like young queer folks are like trying to navigate of which 20 30 years of activism still has not produced any fucking solutions or remedies for and that is a shame you know like that budget can't be like diverted in any way to like work on like new social contracts within our community so we're not fucking raping each other by accident and or by purpose so true (laughs) like so true you know, and I thought, you know, it was like, oh, you know, that orgy clip, you know, and it's, it's something every, uh, you ask almost any queer man. And, and it's like, I don't even know how, like, we shoulder it with little outrage or like a laughing, uncomfortable laugh. But it's, it's not something we should have to go through or need to go through anymore. <laughs> you know, this is not this is not cool. This is not. This is not, you know, and, and all that aside, like, you know, and this is why I brought it up is a, it's it's a, a complicated scenario, but it connects to all of it. Like 
this like rules of consent or no consent like we don't have anywhere in our culture applicable to males females anybody of which encourages us to have consensual communicating like involved conversations about sex and what we want to do or don't want to do with like our partners and like somebody's kind of like we need to be working on that it's it's bad bad enough that there's all this like still identity shame that goes on you know for multiple reasons you know and again another thing like you can apply for legislative wins within like a community or within your social movement but like we need some social wins too we need things that work on developing like the social health of our community (laughs) not just like the legislative means for us to like connect our taxes (laughs) you know like that i mean the the once we don't know we do not know the sexuality of the person that was raped right like this could not this may right. have been nothing not. to do with cruising and it doesn't matter and it doesn't matter it has it's, it's absolutely my question is would would this have been reported if it was an older generation of of person right like this is right and that's a piece of what you're talking about we i think that the younger generation is on a better path when it comes to understanding consent and having conversations however when we still have fucking andrew tates out there you know that Mm. those types of people holding a microphone there is still a huge portion of the population that is not getting proper education whether queer or not it doesn't matter there is a huge portion of the population that is taking their advice from people that are literally sex criminals and it is while in in one hand it's like okay the kids are gonna be all right like this 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 young adult uh, reported something that he absolutely should have reported it shouldn't have happened but i'm so proud that he reported it right absolutely and then the same breath there's for every one of of those people that absolutely understands consent and that he didn't give consent and it doesn't matter his sexuality he still got sexually assaulted there's still thousands of others that wouldn't wouldn't report it and don't understand that that is a problem and you know and 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 we'll dig into that like why not well it's very similar to like the vince mcmahon reaction there are going to be middle class white queer men that say oh no this is somebody who is the, the victim in this scenario that is probably homophobic didn't like an advance that was I can hear all of it now because right. that's why we didn't talk about we never are comfortable as a community talking about queer people as perpetrators right and and I understand why but that doesn't mean that they aren't right. <laughs> you know right I, I know like we're still and and I do think this is still part of like a community shame issue right like if we're still having identity 
shame going on, then it becomes difficult to want to say that the community can do anything wrong because we're still begging the heteronormative community for acceptance, which we do need to stop fucking doing. Like, I am really tired of, like, all the, the, the thank yous for, like, letting us through the door or the nonstop arguments that go over Bible quotes. Fuck those people. We do not and should not be in a position where we're still arguing for our existence. We exist. We know that. Stop fucking wasting your breath on these people because this is what happens. We end up in a situation where we're still shouldering the shame that they're imparting on us and we can't admit that we have perpetrators in the community because we don't want to give ourselves a bad fucking name in front of the straight people. Fuck you. Straight people are fucking horrible, too. Well, the problem is, if somebody's going to take one anecdotal situation and turn it into, that's and that's why we can't trust the fag. Right. That's why we can't have nice things. That person is homophobic at their core, and they're just waiting for that one example to say, see, see. Like the, right. the, the the mass shooter last year that I believe was either trans or non-binary. Oh, right. I, I of can't course. remember what the, the exact specifics were, but it was there. It was everybody's fucking, you know, oh, that's that that's the scapegoat. That's always, see, you can't trust the, And it's like, okay, and all of the other gajillion fucking cis white hetero right. men. I mean, this should prove to you. Aren't to blame, right? Like, right. It, it should, if anything, prove how universally just fucking similar and human we are (laughs) like there you go we can be just as awful as you now can we get equality okay (laughs) everybody can we all get equality and then we can all have the same health care we can all have mental health care and we can all get our fucking issues fixed and we can all you know have a fair shot at living a decent life so that maybe these deep dark places our minds go to don't end up in these places i'm not justifying it for fuck's sake but like you're killing a bunch of kids there's something fucking wrong with you right right it's the same conversations that always happen we don't want anybody to think that this you know we don't want to look bad oh well you know i'm a woman in this in a male dominated space so i can't speak up and complain because i'll i'll i'm just another bitchy woman you know i understand where our brains go right or you can't be like to not speak up and not speak out but the people that are going to turn around and blame you anyways they're the misogynists they're the homophobes they're the transphobes they're they're that's who they are at their core so it doesn't fucking matter right like it doesn't fucking truly matter that they are going to use you or this example or this anecdote as a scapegoat. It's going to happen regardless. They're just literally waiting. Well, it goes with any like kind of identity politic tropes, right? The angry black woman, like the, you know, the, the, the kind of like righteous rage of like, you know, good meaning liberal white folks, like all these things, like people use that to like, take the sting or the meaning out of what they're saying right it's another control tool like we're gonna create this kind of identity politic around you so like everything you say is worthless right it's like such a wonderful tool of like the 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 kind of power people in power to say like we don't don't need to draw attention absolutely oppression a hundred percent and it's it's deeply rooted in fucking you know colonizer fucking racism and that's where it goes you know that's where it lives and 
and you know i'm pr again i'm proud of anybody that can speak up and come forward when this is still our climate yeah and you're right there needs to we don't know the nuance we do not know what the situation looked like right we Absolutely. do not know if this was just a person taking a piss that got violently fucking thrown into a stall and raped we don't know if this was a person that tapped a foot and wanted to do kisses and then it turned into rape right we don't know if this is somebody that gave consent and then revoked consent right. and then it was rape we don't know those specifics but any of those fucking scenarios are not okay and it's not okay to justify it by saying well i went through that as a young <laughs> right. man. that's nice you were fucking sexually assaulted right. and maybe that's why you have issues around the conversation today maybe go to therapy and look deep inside of yourself you fuck well, you know like i fucking cannot stand the justification of this kind of shit just because we're in a different fucking right. swath but, of sexuality it doesn't fucking matter there's still people out there that want to hurt you and right. or but, you want to and, hurt people and and, and i will Stop certainly like agree that like <laughs> these men are learning from the same sources that heterosexual men have learned i'm like heard the same lines you're giving me blue balls right. like you're such a fucking tease there's no shame for queer men to use the same fucking like tactics that straight men use on women all the time like <laughs> it, it's the same language right. and it's still not acceptable yeah, and unfortunately, our our young queer, you know, folks in general are not given the same tools to understand that that it's not okay regardless. This is not a fucking rite of passage. You do not have to be raped to be a queer boy. This isn't okay. That like cut it out. These fucking old like yeah. these old you know it, people see it a lot like you know we have oh it's just you know an old gay man teaching a younger gay man how to be a gay man oh really is that what it is and sometimes it's just innocently that and that's okay yes you're allowed to have older fucking right. friends and younger fucking friends sure but are you fucking right. grooming them to be cool with race? <laughs> right. is that yeah. what's going on absolutely because that's a absolutely. conversation we need to fucking have and this happens in fucking lesbian fucking culture too and i don't want to hear that it doesn't there is the, i just saw the other day this disgusting tiktok couple where this girl this this you know girl and her fucking hope you know whatever she wants her to be i don't know they're in a, some kind of weird relationship and it's the most toxic like literally i i was i was mortified i was absolutely fucking mortified and it's all like all of these the words that the the one in you know in control if you will are spewing is all this misogynistic fucking anti-woman nonsense and it doesn't matter if does not matter what the relate what the relationship looks like gender wise it can fucking happen because it's all learned from the patriarchy and we all have horrible examples of how oh women want you to be rough with them and women want you to do women want what you what they fucking ask for they don't want you to fucking put it on that you know Look, we've we, fucking we've talked about this before women are not immune to like misogynistic like influences right like we're like perpetually like perpetuating them because we all learn them like your gender doesn't keep you from like perpetuating like misogyny whether like absolutely when i was listen when i was a teenager and i was on message boards i i knew what was presented in front of me i didn't have gender studies class i didn't understand what the fuck i was saying i said some nonsense online mm -hmm. I said some anti-woman nonsense. Meanwhile, I'm sitting there going, girl crew, I love my girlfriends. I, lo I like women. 
I didn't know what I was doing. I was also 14 years fucking old. But the point is that nobody is immune to this. Even if at the core of yourself, you think that you're a great person, it doesn't mean that you haven't learned from those around you. And what's around you? The fucking patriarchy. So you got to unlearn that behavior. You have to unpack it, unlearn it. And you have to look at everything in the same lens that nothing right. is immune from anything. Well, there is a possibility for everything and everybody to be just as shitty as Absolutely. Last, we have to unlearn about. it together. Like, there is no siloing on these things. Like, it's not men need to learn about consent and, 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 and women will be safer. Or, you know, it's like we all have to learn about it. <laughs> we all have to implore it together. I, I cannot tell you how many stories I heard about. And then a girl was the lookout outside the door while of, this man raped course. me. This is not an, a one. This is not a one gender issue. This is a fucking humanity issue. Rape is a, a part of our culture, and until it's it truly isn't, you have to realize that everybody can be either a victim Absolutely. or a perpetrator, and you have to go about your understanding of it with that lens because it's very unsafe and it's very impractical to think like oh well the younger generations they they know about consent so they're they're good yet what everybody yeah. knew about consent technically just because we didn't have the conversations that you you know when something isn't right you know when wait i didn't say i wanted to do this right like that wasn't this that's not what we're talking about here just because you know about it doesn't mean you're going to do anything about it there's still people that have been abused there's still people that are born this way there's still people that are fucked up i don't know if it's genetic predisposition i don't know if it's because you're fucking you know you went through it yourself whatever it is that leads you down the road to being a fucking perp does not you know it couldn't it, it's still out there it's it didn't cleanse the world of our our shitty uncles that touched us we didn't cleanse the world of whatever gene pool that created rapists. I don't well, know. I, don't know I mean, part of it might be, part of it might be is our government is like the world's biggest perpetrator. Um, <laughs> look at the perpetration right. that's committing right now. You know, like, and, and, and right. I'm saying this tongue in cheek, but I'm not. We're a culture of war. We are a huge, one of the hugest imperialist powers that ever has been. Um, we have great examples that if we want to subjugate somebody, we just pull out our fucking gun and smack them with it. So, you know, that's one little inkling where some of this, like, really violent behavior may be embedded into our culture. Absolutely. <laughs> our, big, our big daddy government loves to fucking wave its dick around all over the fucking well, world. Well, look at just, just, just Roe v. Wade in general. Like, that, that alone mm. is a nice fucking fuck you to the rights of, uh, of having control over so, your own body, right? So. I'm so happy you brought that up. Mm -hmm. Not in a, like, happy, happy way. So... <laughs> Um, this is a, like another, so first of all, just to smooth this, like, this is a topic, if you have a sex podcast and you're not talking about consent as part of your conversation about sex, shame on you. You're not a real fucking sex podcast because you can offer a million tips on how to put the chocolate dust on the tip of the fucking dick or the honey on the fucking nipples. If you're not talking about how we don't know how to fucking talk to each other about fucking sex, you are a shitty fucking sex podcast. So sorry if today doesn't give you a fucking boner in the way that it should. Um, but that has to be a part Thank of this you for conversation. That up because I was looking through a lot of the podcasts that were AVN award nominated 
this year and I was just like a lot of this is people it's essentially voice memo literatica people telling their stories about naughty dirty things that they've done yay fun I love that for them right like I, sure. I'm a big I'm a listener I like to listen to the stories I like to read the stories I like to give the stories I like to write the stories but at the same time, you are not a well-rounded podcast if you don't take time out to talk about things like consent, because these are the most important. There's nothing sexier than having resounding consent about this act that you're about to do. And then absolutely for consent throughout the act. There's nothing absolutely. fucking hotter. And that is sex. To me, sex absolutely. is saying yes, 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 the whole fucking time. And if you, you like to play with consent non-consent it's no 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 but we have a safe word right like i just i i right. get so grossed out when there's so much of you know the topic without any of the practical you know practice absolutely like you need to be able to discuss how this all goes down well because one is like porn world version of what sex is right. and the other is real life version of what sex is right. we can all share our little stories for people's tit titillation great but what does it mean in far as like improving real life individual sexual encounters and that's not happening by just sharing sex fantasies because on one level that means everybody comes in with this very one-sided version of how like sex should play out either pertaining to their fantasy or or whatever made them excited the last time they tapped into one of those resources whether it be porn or an erotic podcast or whatever like you know i still look at our numbers and us reading literatica is still our biggest download cool right <laughs> but like we're able to read literatica perform it and enjoy it because we have a healthy kind of idea of what it means to fuck um, and you need to have that too. Otherwise, your reading and engaging in all these other things is really just perpetuating more of like non-consensual culture because nobody meets somebody in a room and just starts sucking their dick. Right. Um, right. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, right. Like we just keep talking about every time we see these gay sex scenes. Like, where was the discussion about ass cleaning or anything? Like, he yeah, was just. Like there was but fuck ready like right then <laughs> wow that's a fucking phenomenal you, it's, funny, it's funny that you mentioned that i had a i had a um a session the other day with somebody uh a little text session whatever sex session i guess and uh -huh. As we did, you know, we went into the the fantasy world of like oh and then he's going to you know like it basically it was me um what what's the word for it like basically me being in control over the situation and, and telling one man what to do with another man that was the whole thing okay and um I, yeah i find myself people often are attracted to me in that way they want me to be like their mother dominant and come in and like okay now i'll help you guide his dick into your your dick into his butt you know stuff like that anyway so um in my head like and of course like that we only had 30 minutes we didn't have enough time to talk about butt cleaning or anything like that <laughs> and it's sexting, you know we're so i'm allowed right. to like you know we we can skip over that part but in my, literally in my head all i was thinking was well this was a this was such a random scenario 
somebody wasn't right. prepped for this. You know? <laughs> exactly. Like, I've had, I have had, you know, spontaneous butt sex before, and it went well. Okay, but it's fucking rare. That is a rare, rare, rare occasion that your butt is just yeah. ready to go. You're, so you're, so you're usually funny. crossing the fuck out of your fingers, being like, Ugh. yeah, like it's so, it's so funny. <laughs> I hope I was right because I was, I was. The, I am so far removed from that young you know uh you know animalistic spontaneity of sex like that you know your right. 20 year old libido, libido has that like sure the first thing i think of when i'm about to do any kind of sexual activity is like are there are the undernails of their fingers clean or like right. are they... <laughs> right. what is the ball scent gonna be or like what so okay so i i'm in a situation where that is not an issue but my point being that like (laughs) even if i wanted to do spontaneous spontaneous anything i can't because i am so like ocd that it's like no this has to be a a tiny bit planned sorry (laughs) no for sure i mean like a fuck just like that like i mean busy people like if you in the real advice category i always used to get like totally bummed out when people were like as you get older you have to plan plan for sex you know otherwise it won't happen and i mean it kind of sucks but it's kind of fucking true yeah you know like i i i love spontaneity and luckily like the wind blows and i still am horny um but like (laughs) you know i may the wind may blow and i may still be horny but like i may be on my way to 47 different things that i can't just like cancel you know so like you know being kind of like deliberate especially when you have partners that you've like started you know sexual relationships with like you do kind of have to talk about i mean i remember being in my 20s and somebody would be like that's are you free tomorrow night at 11 i'm like fuck tomorrow what no <laughs> like i mean i'm ready right the fuck now right, right. <laughs> what the no, fuck no, are you I, talking I, tomorrow at 11 I you're trying to date book me but I like i remember <laughs> those days i remember those days you know <sighs> and like I had sex recently and it was really good and Beautiful. It, was, it was planned. It was yeah. it was it was scheduled, it was planned, but it was nice because of that, right? Yeah. Everything I wanted and more and and there was even though I did not need technically because it was planned and it was like I I technically didn't need to ask for consent. It was still a consent based situation, you know. Well, and like, and and consent can I works. Suck your dick? Yeah, you beautiful. Suck your dick? I kept sucking it. Do you want me to keep going? Yeah, this feels good. All right, that's fucking hot Fuck to me. Yes. Like, yeah, let me at let me be verbal with you. I don't have to say, oh fuck my slimy pussy. I mean, if that's your thing, fine. But like. I like being verbal in that way where it's like, does that feel good? Should I keep going? Like, that's hot, you know? And and, and I know some people don't, like, they, there's, like, a perceived stre- stress around performance. Like, the way I usually sure. handle this is, like, hey, we got a few free hours, like, Friday, Saturday night, Monday morning, whatever. No pressure. But, like, yeah. let's set ourselves up for a situation where, you know... Maybe I'm cleaning this pussy for you. You know what I'm saying? You know? And, like, 
at least like you're laying down the thing like let's be intentional about it but like you shouldn't be like pressuring your partner either it's like let's let's talk about this let's sometimes you know what what happens with that is like okay well i'm not gonna eat a second bowl of pasta today (laughs) right right exactly like no no mcdonald's okay before i'm in doggy style right like maybe i'm not gonna eat the beans today maybe i'll eat the i'll eat you know a nice fruit dish instead maybe i'll wait until uh, popcorn is the dinner. worst let me tell you <laughs> no popcorn wait what'd you say i said popcorn is the worst like i always there need like a heads up there like, you go are we fucking because like i i'm gonna eat this popcorn because if i eat right, this popcorn like sometimes, it's, sometimes it's a matter of like yo any chance we're gonna do the ditty no, <laughs> right, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna eat the garlic Oh my god, yeah. You in the morning. The one thing I I can't take is like my partner loves to torture me with like pickle kisses, like surprise, (laughs) like (laughs) like surprise, like because I I hate fucking pickles. I fucking hate it. Like, and it's funny because like now, like, oh, he comes up to get it and you're like, oh, it's so cute. And then I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did you just open a pickle? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Not doing See, it. See, like, that's adorable. That's adorable. <laughs> like, I, think, I think it's fun to, like, pick on your partner Absolutely. with those fucking things that you don't like or whatever. For but sure. Yeah, but it's, like, it's that, it's, I don't know. There is, um, there's levels to this shit. There's ages. There's age stuff involved. There's Absolutely. all sorts of stuff involved. But I think that, uh, I think we can all overwhelmingly agree that, when we're all prepared for especially listen especially if you're going an anal route uh-huh. like this is not an <laughs> if you're easy... going the anal route route if you're but... going the anal route like listen if you're just mutually jacking off or you're sucking each other off yeah yeah there's degrees to this right like you're doing rim play yeah. like that's all fucking that's stuff that you can do typically with but and, the, and, and this sure. is where communication happens. Like, I hear all the time, like, you know, I didn't feel comfortable telling him, like, I wasn't ready. Like, so I just, like, canceled the scenario altogether. Like, yeah, or I didn't, I, I wasn't sure and I was scared and then I ended up shitting on his deck. Like, okay. <laughs> right, right. And yeah, you know, either listen, scenario. Listen, listen, shit, shit happens, right? right? That, this is not, let's not be fucking six years right. old. We all understand that shit can yeah. happen even if you were prepared, Absolutely. right? Sometimes, sometimes you don't know where th- that food you ate earlier is in your digestive right. tract, okay? However... If you want to prevent, if you're not into, I wonder how many corpophiliacs actually listen to this fucking podcast. Probably a lot, lot, but but if you aren't into that and you're trying to prevent it as much as possible, then it is nice to have a little bit of a dialogue, and it's okay to say, listen, you know, on my way over, I was really hungry and I ate something, and it's not feeling so great. You want to just do some some you know hand stuff, some mouth stuff instead, whatever. It's okay to be honest, like. Don't you want to prevent that? It's like it would be like if I thought I was getting my period, but I wasn't sure. It just went through with anyways. And then the person's like, well, I have your biohazard on my dick now. Like, it's you know, there's there's conversations to be had. And it's it's (laughs) your biohazard on my dick now. (laughs) That is that is wow. Mm-hmm. I used to be such a oh just fuck me anyways, but like you know this isn't uh, it is biohazard. This is this is literally 
stuff that's coming out of you for a reason yeah. this isn't just like you know and i still want to get fucked in my period but i also am 100 percent understanding if somebody's like no. yeah because that shit could end up looking <laughs> no, like an no, accident scene um anyway oh my god remember that hotel? i that do so i'm funny. surprised like oh the police weren't called but you know <sighs> what can you do well yeah they did check it out <laughs> you remember they called did somebody die was somebody murdered in that room yeah, they literally called my phone and they were like, is everything good? I'm like, yeah. Uh, I love our lives sometimes. Um, I know this is probably like the strangest conversation ever, but before we go, I did want to like connect back to your Roe v. Wade comment. That That's what I like. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, New Mexico is like, you know, when all these states like started going like south with the Roe v. Wade shit, right? Namely, like our asshole big brother next door, Texas. Um, <laughs> New Mexico kind of doubled down on all of these like abortion rights stuff. They started putting things like in writing very clearly, like putting money aside to like increase the number of clinics and providers we have here because of like the numbers were already going up, right? Uh, in terms of people that were seeking, like, safe abortion access in, in the state of New Mexico. So I'm saying this as, like, a prep for, like, this very, like... So this is a battleground state with the religious Christian factions that, like, preside. So in Colorado, we have the Family Research Council right up north, which is, like, a horrendous, like right-wing christian bullshit nasty anti-fag anti-dyke organization anti-trans organization fuck them may they fucking burn in the hells that they say are coming upon us but that being said there is a lot of like what is perceived as like nice christianity here in new mexico they show up at the pride parades and they're like we love you and they have like little pride flags like at their little you know, Christian organization things, which is all fine and fucking dandy and good for fucking you. However, there's always this conversation that never happens out loud enough here about how traumatizing Christianity especially has been to many queer folk. And um, there are things that happen here that are done, well, you know, they're nice. They're nice Christians. They're not going to, like, hate you because you're queer. They're going to love... I don't care. <laughs> we live in a fucking world where religion is a violent thing. It's a violent thing. Mm -hmm. It's violent. It causes violence. It causes oppression. And it's used to perpetuate violence and oppression against other people religions um other identities like it, it it's it's some horrifically fucking passe old school shit sorry if you're religious you're just gonna have to fucking swallow this one because this is some fucking dark ages shit that people still believe in <laughs> my opinion fine i think if, if i were to be a guessing woman i think the only people we have that follow us here are more spiritual yeah i mean i'm all for that like like institutionally religious absolutely i'd appreciate so. it if you love the water the air and the shit we fucking breathe and take in a little bit more so i support any kind of spirituality that endorses the sacredness of this big biome we live on together um outside of that 
fuck all you fucking pie-in-the-sky fucking invisible fucking beings casting judgment against everybody. Like, fuck you and fuck that. So I say this because I... To, like, epic proportions, <laughs> like, not being dramatic, I promise, I reside at a public university. Public means taxpayer money funds this institution I go to on top of my tuition. And I constantly am inundated with fucking Bible thumpers fucking harassing me everywhere on this fucking campus. And I get it free speech, blah, blah, blah. But something about this is starting to really smell fucking sour and fucking nasty, especially in the age that we live in. You know, being able to, like, bombard me, and this goes from my rant from, like, I took the shuttle bus to school today and had to endure a 15-minute listen of, like, the local Christian radio station on my public taxpayer fucking bus to my public institution during a time where Roe v. Wade has been, like, dismantled and there's religious wars happening in the Middle East. (laughs) Like, this is some fucking nasty-ass fucking shit, right? Like, and I don't want to have to endure it anymore. And... I think it's something, like, people need to be a little bit more fierce about. Like, these, like, attitudes are what are dismantling women's rights over their body. It's a tool of the power structure to control people, sure, blah, 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 blah. But one of their vehicles of doing this is this, like, religious extremism. (laughs) So you... Mm college students listening do not have to put up with this especially at a public university you should definitely report people because it is an impressive subliminal ish kind of technique to put other people's fucking belief systems on you and it should not be something we go softly into the night it is not a free speech issue it is like a belief issue which you are entitled to do to your fucking self within your fucking community that believes the same, but I do not have to endure it being put on fucking me. It's not cool. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. No, I mean, no, like that's everything you said. It's so true. And I think that, you know, we are in this time where everything is either going extremely backwards or progressively forwards. And you need to, you need to speak up for not only yourselves, but for the people yeah. around you. I mean, this is Period. when that, like, righteous liberal rage would be, like, a really good use to be, like, like, can we take that, like, on complaint to management thing and apply it to things, like, a little bit more important? <laughs> like, I want to speak to yeah. your manager about this fucking oppressive nonsense. And yes, it is oppressive by nature. I, like, will not accept, like, a discourse argument about this. Like, you're really bizarre to me in the modern, like, culture beliefs are not something I have to listen to. Like, what, are you going to tell me to take, like, a sip of the Kool-Aid next? Like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Anything that believes in unidentifiable beings controlling and judging us in, like, our afterlife is nonsense. And I'm, like, getting to the point where, like, you know... We need to think about the mental health of people that still believe that. <laughs> so, You know what's funny is I was actually talking to a friend the other day who actually listens to this podcast. So shout out to you. <laughs> you know who you are. And he was telling me – I had this moment where 
I went to a wake recently and it was for a woman that reminded me so Aww. much of my grandmother. Like I'm talking, her name was similar. She was very Italian. She cooked food every fucking goddamn other day and I could smell it. It was just, she was fucking a badass woman. She was so sweet, so nice. Everybody on the fucking street knew her. Like she's just awesome. And she very much reminded me of my Nana. And, uh, so I go to her wake and I, you know, I go into the chapel. I do the pretend like I'm saying prayers and all that shit. And um, because I'm, a, I'm, listen, I don't care. If I oh, absolutely. Space, I'm going to act for, the for way, sure. You know, you know like, I'm not, if I'm holding the wake, we're having a party. If you're holding the wake, I'm going in, I'm getting on my knees. I'm saying the prayer. I'm doing the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. I'm saying I fucking Hail Mary and I absolutely. Father, whatever, you know. I'm no, Catholic. no, no. I grew up Catholic. All habits die hard. <laughs> You know, well, dude, I went into again, like a historic church the other day and crossed myself. Like I, 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 like yeah, I had to grab my just... arm. Like I'm looking for the holy water. I'm like, <laughs> and the fuck, well, whoa, fuck! I forgot. Like I didn't like should have told my partner to take his hat off. Somebody had to come and tell us. Like, oops. right, right. Like those. Are I was things. waiting exactly. to turn into a pillar of like salt, yo. <laughs> just. I'm not I'm not going into your space and doing something right. that I'm not supposed to be doing, right? So so anyways, I walk out after and I look to uh, of the little chapel they held it in and I look to the left and I goddamn almost fucking fell on the floor. There is this statue of Orfanello who look it up if you don't know, but it's this little like cherub with an apple in its hand and it's the same motherfucking statue. The same one. I'm talking the same fucking size, shape, fucking everything. And it's a big, big one, mind you, that my fucking Nana had in her house growing up. I've never seen an Orfanello statue anywhere fucking else in my life, aside from walking out of this woman who reminded me of my Nana, and I see the statue. And and I'm telling my friend about this, and he's like, you know, that, you know, that's a, that's, that's. You'll you'll always remember that moment. I'm like, you're right. I fucking will. And and in my and in my head, and I, I tell my cousin, and, and my cousin's like, you know, isn't it crazy? Like our like our family reaches out to us and tells us that they're still with us. And you know, I also understand science and coincidence. You know what I'm saying? But for me, I like to take comfort. That was my nana saying hello. Right? That that was a very it was a sweet moment. And it doesn't need to mean that I'm fucking this no, religion like, look, or that religion. I mean, or this is is or that is religion. up annoyed as I am. I'm I'm not talking about like again, and I'm not knocking a personal belief system. I'm knocking a institutional belief system that like seeks right. to impart itself right. on everybody that walks by. You know? Absolutely, and you know what's funny is my friend and I continued talking, and I was like, "Oh, I didn't, I, I didn't know if you were religious." And he was like, "Yeah, I, I, I lean toward Catholicism, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. And then, but we talked about, I talked about how there was, you know, people were speculating that it could have been suicide, and then I was like, "Well, I, I'm pretty sure she was super religious, so she wouldn't believe she would go to heaven with that." And then he was telling me, he was like, "You know, I read." this thing recently that basically says like hell is a ridiculous concept and that no no real god would ever you know you know send people like the idea of hell doesn't actually make sense within religion it's literally just a concept to scare you it's the same nonsense that holds fucking people down it's the same nonsense that tries to keep people in line from doing this and doing that and making their own choices and you can't be gay and you can't do this and you can't do that and it's true if you 
believe in religion, then you should believe that no true and pure God would ever sentence you to eternal fucking flames as a human being because you didn't do something according to the laws. I, I mean, you know, Fuck that shit, you know, you know what like, you're yeah, bringing up is actually that. really like interesting because we know? talk about it in like this public health stuff all the time. Right. Like the idea of like punitive enforcement. Right. So I don't know, like mm. if you remember or know too much about the law in Portland, Oregon, that um, I think it was in 2020 made decriminalize all illicit drugs and you know this was done mm-hmm. as part of like a harm reduction thing which has shown historically to be much more useful than just incarcerating people with drug yep. and substance use like stuff going on so um because it was like rolled out poorly <laughs> um it's now facing a repeal um, so basically, the way they did it is they 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 appropriated all these funds that looked really good on paper, um, you know, for for substance use, um, you know, treatment and counseling and behavioral health services, um, but they took too long to ramp up the the staff and the services needed to handle. So they basically the money was appropriated and the law went into effect, and they ended up with a seven thousand patient backlog, right? So basically everybody is looking at it now in 2023 and saying this program has failed. We should repeal it. Right. And go back to because people are seeing, you know, homeless people on the streets using drugs. So they don't want to see that because good and proper people would rather you be in jail than get the help you need. Right. So it's this 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 punitive versus like kind of positive reinforcement kind of thing like we we love to like punish people for things like <laughs> like hell wise to inspire them to behave well even though we know after many many failed decades of the don't do drugs campaign that like punitive and like parental and like aggressive authoritarian approaches to behavior change don't work and they don't take in the broader picture of yeah. the other you know, social and economic issues that people have going in their lives that bring them to these spaces. It's the same thing as as the I can't even remember what city it is, but some cities going to find people for sleeping outside. I'm like, you're right. gonna find homeless people well, for sleeping outside. You're literally doing nothing to fucking help anybody. You're doing the exact opposite well, and then, of what historically. And then when they can't pay that fine, what shit. is the restitution? Imprisonment? Like you know, this is like kind of debtor's prison, which, again, is alive and well in certain states of this country. If you think some of the shit is bullshit, look it up. There are still debtor's prisons in this country. You can, like, be thrown into jail just for being poor and not having resources. <laughs> so this is a very yep. real thing. It's fucking disgusting. We We have more people in our fucking, more people incarcerated in jail and yeah. prison than fucking yeah. anywhere in the world disgusting it's absolutely fucking disgusting and and just ties into like one last thing like i wanted to bring up so you know i don't know if you you know read a lot or pay attention a lot to all these like fentanyl related deaths or whatever so recently yeah yeah we just lost fucking jesse jane and i don't know if it was fentanyl but we lost jesse jane to an overdose yesterday so right so it's hard it's hard to kind of keep up but like and oh gosh i'm forgetting the community that this happened in but like two white 
male middle class business owners pillars of their queer community um died of a fentanyl overdose recently and obviously that's sad i'm not like putting critique to that but i am putting critique to the way the article was structured when you read these things usually especially about black and brown people (laughs) they do not have this like like tone like there was no conversation within the thing other than like the community has all rallied and they're now having narcane narc you know narcane trainings and stuff at the queer bars in the neighborhood so this tragedy doesn't happen again You, you this was like it just stuck out with me so much because like nowhere in it was a conversation about the substance use issues these two gentlemen clearly had in behind the scenes that nobody in the community seemed to know about or appreciate or like even critique you know and I'm not saying they should be shamed for having used substances I'm saying it is very funny and interesting the way we talk about certain people when these tragedies happen versus like when it's white folks that these tragedies happen to it is very reminiscent of this like you know thing now that we have that like methamphetamine use is not like a white queer male problem anymore it's like a black and brown queer male problem and nobody cares about it and nobody talks about it (laughs) you know and Mm -hmm. i just like Mm -hmm. you know when we're talking about like thinking and paying attention to privilege and paying attention to the way like we talk about these things these are like the examples like <laughs> you can't pick and choose like who is a saint or a sinner based on like their color of their skin <laughs> and that is happening all the time and i'm again i'm not saying these two men should have been painted as a sinner that's not why i'm saying it i'm saying it's a contrast to things you see written about other individuals that don't look like these two men or don't have like access and privilege to like being local business owners or whatever the fuck you know like they're basically Mm -hmm. like seemed like a sainthood the article didn't talk about their sub other than saying they both had a fentanyl overdose it had no discussion about the fact that they had a fentanyl overdose (laughs) There is no discussion about, like, you know, other than, like, oh, well, we should start training community on... Yeah, I agree. Everybody in the community should be trained on Narcan. It's fucking easy to administer, you know? Like, absolutely, this is low-hanging fruit. But, like, how about talking about why they ended up finding themselves dabbling with fentanyl to begin with? (laughs) Right, right. No, it's so fucking true. It's... It's, um, you know, we, <laughs> it Absolutely. always depends on who we're talking about and how, and that, that is how we talk about it. And it's, it's absolutely right. so tone deaf and one-sided and it's really sad because people are losing yeah. their fucking lives for things that can absolutely be avoided with harm reduction, absolutely be avoided and with having actual honest conversation but instead inco- of just being like you know blind to, to and comparatively the and this is not apples and apples but i'm just gonna state it this way i don't know if you read about the man they found cut up in somebody's refrigerator in new york city right so uh, apparently no. there's like <laughs> this drug deal gone bad or whatever between like two dudes fighting over drugs one a white gentleman 
I'm not really a gentleman. <laughs> who, who's in prison already, sir. mind you. He's been in prison for a while. They only discovered this body situation currently. And here is the, like, gist of the drama of the tale. The man that was cut up in the freezer was a black man. And... Everybody in the apartment building seemed to know, and in their interview accounts, know that he was cut up in that freezer, that he went into that house a while ago, (laughs) a long while ago, and never came out. Um, And most of the justification of this is that he was a convicted sex offender in 2005. Um, Okay, fine. (laughs) But the man that chopped him up is also in prison. We're not talking about, like, two upstanding, like, citizens in society. Right, like, Bruce Wayne right. didn't get So you're somehow telling me that this, this <laughs> individual just because of, like, what, the crimes committed, deserved to be caught up and put in a freezer. Now, mind you, he had already served time for this crime, no matter how heinous it was. And this is where I, like, get concerned about us leaving that very libertarian idea of leaving society up to being judge and jury because all those prejudices that come in, these two fuckers are both slimy motherfuckers, but it doesn't... Right. Yeah, it's not an even playing field when when you talk about human like general yeah. society. It's, it's, it's kind of like Absolutely the, the kind not. of moral ambiguity. I was thinking of it too about like the Griselda's family suing Sofia Vergara over this new Vergara over this new Netflix thing. And, you know, you're listening to the side. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Is the argument, because he keeps saying that Netflix and, and Sofia didn't respect him and the family. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but your mom was a murderous drug dealer. <laughs> what level of respect are you going for here? <laughs> like, she, she was right, like a brutal right. drug kingpin. And you want a piece of the pie. You want to make money over her, you know. And I'm not saying, any. you know, it's not wonderful that Sophia is making money off of a, like, brutal drug kingpin either. But, like, what? And, like nobody in any of these articles about this is like saying yeah but your mom was a hideous human like what is the argument you're making here that you're suing because like you weren't respected the family wasn't respected what exactly I know you personally didn't do it but like you know what we're talking about here right (laughs) it's like I also, the, mm. the thing with the guy in the freezer, like, how many black oh, men no are doubt. wrongfully convicted a year or two? Like, sure. I, I'm not saying the guy didn't do it, and I'm not saying that, you know, sex offenders aren't the yeah. lowest form of scum, but also, how many people are behind bars exactly. that didn't actually do the fucking crime, right? So it's like, it, it becomes, like, that muddy water of, like, uh... Didn't one just are, win are and, sure and get on city council in New York from the Central Park fight? Yeah, so... Yeah, I mean, man, again, it's just it's the nature like... of how, like, these things are written. If it's about a black perpetrator or a black addict or, you know, like, you get these, these like, 
horrible editorials that are written and then when it's a white person it's like i mean we, we know this already ad nauseum like from every like fucking young white right. serial killer slash rapist that like the judge is like we don't want to ruin his life <laughs> you know <laughs> where compared like minimum sentencing right. throw away the key right. you know or maximum sentencing so yeah see this was a fun i figured like the screw is always fun if we hit sex religion politics <laughs> murder mayhem murder the most exciting podcast you can be listening to right now um so subscribe and what is it they always say on those slam that subscribe button <laughs> <laughs> Shit. yeah i mean if you're a listener and you don't subscribe please please do um that that helps us a ton and listen to us whenever we drop a podcast which is whenever we want i'm dropping this it's like pertinent to like shit going on right now yeah so this shit is coming out tonight you're gonna like get practically a live screw podcast today so i know wow (laughs) this is where we need sound effects like Um, yeah, if you listen tonight, I I don't know if I'm gonna do this. Actually, I, I'm have, I'm kind of on the fence, but I'm supposed to be doing a topless okay. watch along for Royal Rumble on Saturday. So tune in on my OnlyFans. Um, and if I don't do it, I will make up for it. It's just, it's honestly, I feel so fucking weird about yeah. the the shit that just came out. But at the same time, I'm like, you know, that has it's right. not gonna affect yeah. people watching the Royal Rumble. Exactly. So yeah, you know, we'll go. see. We'll see. 